Iowa everywhere. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We recommend listening to the CW pod with a glass of Steeple Ridge bourbon. Mm. Grown, distilled, well-rested, and bottled in Erling, Iowa. Now, from the Channel Seed Studios, this is the CW Pod, fueled by Steeple Ridge. Doesn't that make you want to drink some bourbon, Ross Peterson? Tickle your fancy. Yeah. Welcome to CW Pod. Scratches me where I itch, that Steeple Ridge does. The reunion episode. How are you, brother? Oh, I'm so good now. (laughs) So we only have like 45 minutes today, but we used to spend like four hours a day together. Yeah. Three hours live. We could do this in our sleep. Yep. And we and we would spend about an hour. I mean, you know, we, we went through this a lot on the show, but about 9 a.m. or so, you'd send me yeah. a message and we'd usually communicate, mm-hmm. kind of make a plan for the day, vent about our lives to each other. Did a lot of that. Yeah. Did a lot of that Happy over the for years. Steeple Ridge to come on as a sponsor. Dude, yes. That, brand new. This is their first episode on board. Uh, you have, you've worked with a couple of different, that's my favorite whiskey it's in It's very Iowa. good. And. Yeah. I take that with me when I go like up to Wisconsin and I want to impress my Uncle Bob. We all have an Uncle Bob. Uh, I had a Grandpa Bob. I, that's right. You yeah. had Grandpa Bob. I had Uncle, but everybody's got an uncle or Grandpa Somebody's Bob. Somebody's related to you named Bob. Yeah, right. In the older generation. And Uncle Bob yeah. is a is a certified genius and a, cert, oh, a and, certified one. And he's an absolute genius. Mensa? And he is a whiskey connoisseur. Oh. So he's hard to impress. Really hard to impress. I made... My grandma's frozen old-fashioned recipe. So his mom's frozen old-fashioned recipe. And I thought, I'm going to blow away Uncle Bob. Yeah. I'm going to present this to him. He's going to go, ah, oh, this tastes he like home. Tastes like shit. He tasted it and he went, it's a nice try. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Uncle Bob. Uncle Bob. But he loved Steeple Ridge. When I took it's that up. It's very good. Yeah. So I'm excited. That, so this is their first episode sponsoring us. And I haven't had this sweet mash rye. My my palate's t- changed a little bit since you and me have been doing the show. To, I, I'm really into the rye stuff right really? now yeah. a little bit. Yeah. It seems like that's kind of the evolution yeah. of a whiskey drinker. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm fired up about that so steeple ridge bourbon. So then next for you is the peated scotch, I believe. God, no. I can't do the tar. <laughs> I just can't. You like that better than I do. I did. Yeah. You always like that. I, I cannot do the tar. I, I don't. I, think, I dive into the deep end of everything yeah, I do. You do, like <laughs> with your freaking motor oil beer when it's yeah. ninety-five degrees out. That's another thing. I just don't do the beer nearly as much as I, I used to, dude. That's one thing that's changed a lot for me. I am much more of a uh, of a liquor drinker now than I was. 
I used to be a beer drinker and almost exclusively a beer drinker. And you would and drink that, the darkest? Yeah, 20%, dude. Yeah. I, I would drink, I would order beer based by the alcohol percentage. Yeah, and you would just sit there and, and I'd have like four beers in a setting <laughs> and you'd just sip on the same one. And stumble out. Yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> Where I'm drinking my like wheats, all that. We had a lot of good times at El Bait Shop during the show. I, I kind of wanted some, my, my theory here, and I haven't asked you this, is that you would be like a recurring guest on this show? I'd love to, buddy. I'd love to. We can to. just, we yeah. can just, and I think the audience would like it too. I wanted to have you on Cyhawk Week because I, we can talk about this more now. When we started our show at KXNO oh, together, geez. we've referenced this even on the show before, but they, I'm pretty sure they wanted like a first take. They did. Cyclone Hawkeye yelling at each other. Yep. They, that's absolutely what they wanted. Our <laughs> our program director at the time that all that transition was made, where they moved Heather to the mornings to be with Travis. They moved. They hired you and moved me to the afternoon. Um, our program director at the time was not Andrew Downs. Correct. He was not a Des Moines guy, so he was seeing radio on a much more national scale. He was an Indianapolis guy, right? Something like that. Big yeah. city. Yeah, a big city yeah. guy. An awesome guy. Mike yeah. was a fun dude. We loved him. I we loved having him as yep, a boss. Yep, yeah, we were, we were glad to have him. But he had a whole different image for what radio in Des Moines should be than what radio in Des Moines is or central Iowa. And you and I both knew that it was going to be much more of us just coming in and having a conversation and being buddies. Yeah. Than us coming in and going, all right, Cyclones suck. Yeah. Hawkeyes suck. Oh, that Spencer Peters yeah. is a piece right. of shit, man. Yeah, right. We weren't going to do that. Well, and it's not our personality either. No. Because I've, I've hit this with some Iowa State fans over the years. Not many. But they want me to be more adversarial towards Iowa. And, like, it's like I don't necessarily like Iowa. Mm -hmm. Like, I... I don't sit around rooting for Fran McCaffrey. Right. Like, I don't. Neither do I, by the way. Yeah. Most <laughs> Iowa fans don't. Maybe that's the best example. But I'm also like not going to just purposely antagonize our listeners who are Iowa fans. You know, I, I, and again, now and again, we do. We have fun with it. We, 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 we poke, we jab, especially this week. It yes. seems like it's a little bit more fun. By the way, our, our punter is averaging more yards per punt than yours. Oh, you want to punter smack talk? I'm just saying you're we're at 53 right yards now. per punt. We were punt, having a great conversation and just now all saying. of a sudden you're just going to try to drag Tory Taylor. I'm just saying, I'm not dragging Tory Taylor. I'm talking about my guy, Tyler Perkins. This is the only, even know, this is how bad it is. I don't even know your punter's name. This, this I have, have t-shirts with my punter's name on it. only rivalry in the world where the guys shit talk about punters. <laughs> There's no other thing like the Cyhawk week. And then, like, there is an Iowa fan out there who heard me say that, and their blood pressure spiked just a little bit. So back to the conversation about how we were supposed to be, like, first take stuff. It, yeah. I think it was even that first year, Chris, that you and I were doing the show, and we got to Cyhawk week. Um, you were always, and, and you still are. I'm so glad that you are with Hassel right now because you that's what you deserve. You deserve somebody that can give it back to you as much as you give it. And I was never, I didn't care enough to like <laughs> fire back at you. So you always kind of got free reign. So I got the same thing from Hawkeye fans. When you would take these little jabs at the Hawkeyes, yeah. and I wouldn't necessarily respond in kind. I mean, from time to time, we would have that fun. They would say, you're not a big enough oh fan. Oh, my gosh, or, dude, I got that all the time yeah. from people. Yeah. Like, dude, why do you let Williams do it? I'm like, why not? <laughs> I don't, because well, it's fun. That's why I let him do it, because it's funny and it's fun. And we also like had this understanding like that it we were like, you couldn't see this on the radio. Like, right now, we're doing this, and if you wanted to watch it on YouTube, you can. Yeah. 
when we did that, we were smiling at each other. Exactly. It wasn't like, yeah. a, oh, I'm pissed. <laughs> right. I'm here to make Ross mad about the Hawkeyes. You, uh, you're you the one that really got it through to me, too, that I'd never thought about it this way before, that we're all cheering for laundry. Yeah. And that's especially true in college uh, athletics, I think, because it's like these, especially now, right, with the portals and these rosters are just constantly turning over. We really are. You're, you're cheering for the laundry, because if not, it's like, I mean... Iowa's had players transfer. Iowa State's had players transfer. We're still rooting for the schools, yeah. not not these guys. Chris, I think another example that happens with the conferences. Yeah. I, I'm blown away at how <laughs> this is great. Yeah, yeah, people hold on to these conference affiliations and think that they mean something. You know, you have people that will wave the Big Ten flag. Fly the W for the Big Ten. <laughs> you can fly the W. USC <laughs> with a big win over San Jose State. You Congratulations. Know. Good Big Ten yeah, victory. Big, big Ten W. <laughs> yeah, it's like, right. Jesus. <laughs> I, yeah. Like uh, Deion Sanders. Big is 12. Rutgers still in my car? If, am yeah. I, am I for supposed, now. Okay. All right. Just let me know when I'm supposed it, to not cheer for Rutgers anymore. That was another theme of the show over the years. Was There was so much conference realignment that happened. Yeah. And and we we were really early in on this that hey this Rutgers thing isn't going to work, and I'm telling you now like my next prediction I've gotten a lot wrong over the years I got a lot right about that you've got a lot right I, I would say you've got more right with this conference realignment stuff than wrong the next thing that's going to happen is they're going to like kick these guys out y- yeah they're going to start because they can't add any more teams so now they make more money by kicking out Rutgers and kicking out Maryland and. You know, like the ACC or the SEC is going to be like, okay, Vanderbilt, it was a hell of a run. Yep. You're one of the charter members of our. And then it becomes a race from the bottom. You don't want to be the, you don't want to be the last guy because you're, yeah, basically relegation. Yeah. The thing that you nailed, Chris, that you were probably off on the timeline is the two mega conference thing. Yeah. Which is now, it seems inevitable. Uh, whether yeah. they're called Big Ten SEC, I don't think that'll. I don't think they'll have those names anymore. I did hear an interesting thing about those names. Okay, that they have to hold on to those names, no matter how many teams the Big Ten has. They have to hold on to that name, no matter how many teams the Big Twelve or the Pac Ten yeah. has. They have to retain those names just for trademark reasons. Yeah, and the something about the entity too. So, like the Pac Twelve. Here's what's crazy. There's only like two schools left, right? Yeah, right. But those two <laughs> schools own all of the naming rights yeah. and all of the stuff under Pac-12. Yeah, and they, and they own like the playoff access and like all. So it's all Oregon State and Washington State. That's wild. Yeah. But now they could leave, which I think that they probably will because it's they don't have anyone to play. Leave what? That's true. What you, like, what, what are you, you leaving? What do you call? Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> Where's the email go? I didn't think about it like that. Or is it like Michael Scott declaring bankruptcy? Just, <laughs> I declare. We are no longer in the Pac-12. Just say it loud enough. You always make me think. I miss you. Ross Peterson from Kicks, you know, <laughs> hanging out with the CW Pod. We're presented by Steeple Ridge Bourbon, and we are in the Channel Seed Studios. So I uh, another thing that... I used to just love needling you to get you going on the name, image, and likeness stuff. Yeah, that was a big one. Well, yeah. and I, I was—I thought about you last night when Clemson lost to Duke, and it's just like, oh, that's weird. The the guy who once said that he would no longer coach football if the players were getting paid is really struggling in this era, 
and that would be our guy, Dabo Sweeney. But little old Clemson. Little old Clemson. I think of you every time I see Dabo. He's He's one of them. He's right there, man. He's right there. Where are you at on all this now? Like, is your now that we've seen it play out? Because you were always a fear mongering. um, They're lying to you. Yep. Now that you've seen it play out a few years, has your mind changed? Has your thoughts changed? Maybe slightly. Okay. There's been obviously there's been a lot of unintended consequences. I think that happened. But my overall thought on it, Chris, is that we're kind of in the mud right now and we just got to get through the mud. I think we're headed in the right direction. Bloom and I have talked about this a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I think eventually we get to the point where this all is in-house in the universities, whether that means dissolving connection with the NCAA or the NCAA just revamping its entire structure but I think that eventually we get to the point where all this stuff is done in-house. It looks a lot more like contracts with employees mm-hmm. between the, the universities and the players. And right now we're just in this weird transition period where there's going to be a lot of nefarious actors, mm-hmm. which I think we've seen a few of those, but they're getting weeded out pretty quickly. I will say this too, though. There have been any, there's always been nefarious. There, all, there yeah. always will be in anything, right? Yeah. No matter how yeah. many, right? right. Yes, there it's will just, be people that break the rules or that just think that they found a loophole yeah. and try to exploit those loopholes. Um, and I think that's going to, you're right, that's going to continue to happen. But for the most part, I think that NIL has been fantastic. Um, I'm really happy that it hasn't turned into that. You see, I don't want to say just as many, but man, you see a lot of women succeeding in this marketplace. And that has been fantastic because one of yeah. the very first things that we heard was, well, the ladies are going to be left out in the cold. It's like, man, they're actually being brought to the forefront in a it, lot of these cases. If you're a female and you're, let's just say it's somewhat attractive, right? Like, it, it, there's it, no doubt. Just that's being a huge, honest, that's a huge component these, of it. Yeah. These like soccer players or whatever, they're out there on Instagram and they have this whole. Livy Dunn, is, yeah, no, is a, that the girl from LSU? She's the gymnast. Yeah. I mean, let's yeah. Why is she famous? It's not. I have no idea how good of a gymnast she is. I don't, actually don't think she's great. I mean, she's okay, yeah. but but she's good at social media and she's smoking hot. So yeah. there you go. Now I wonder if that would be the case. I, I hadn't thought about this because we're entering a bit of a double standard here. But like, if a guy, let's say that Deion Sanders' kid. If he just started taking pics of his six pack with like dumping water on him, right, <laughs> and his abs are shining, would he be able to get Jacqueline? Would he be able to get an NIL deal with like Calvin Klein or we something both like? Looked at Jackie. Well, I'm just saying, like, wait, this, Jacqueline, is that, uh, is that? We actually called this though. I, I, yeah, I know we talked about this we on the show. We absolutely did that. These Instagram yep. models and, and stuff like that with in those those basketball players from Miami. And I always brought it up in the tight because one of the scare tactics was Title Nine. One of the scare tactics was always, "Oh, you're not thinking about Title Nine. If the quarterback gets paid, he's going to have to share the money with the volleyball team." Like, no, you don't understand Title Nine at all. Yeah, and and a great example of it is Caitlin Clark. Yes. Caitlin Clark is going to make a lot of money playing basketball at the University of Iowa. She's she shouldn't have to and she's not going to have to share a dime of it with the wrestling team. Yeah. Sounds like the basketball team might get some of them dollars though, huh? huh? It, it's huh? it uh I, I am wondering when, with the Title IX thing will be interesting when the if the universities start paying. The, the, that's, that's when it will when become it will a get, thing. That's when yeah. we'll get into the That's when the lawyers will get involved. Yeah, exactly right. You nailed it. How's um how is your thoughts just in general on the like the Cyhawk thing? Because we 
We, oh we, boy, I, I, it was always fun for me because people always really liked you. I thought oh, okay. Iowa State fans. Yeah, I for think the it most was because I, I again I genuinely just, didn't have that yeah. that Hawkeye hate thing about me where I you know I learned that a long time ago, man. The, it was um, a kid by the name of, of Corey Shelton. Casey Shelton went to, played football at Iowa State. He was an offensive lineman. He grew up in Pleasant Hill. Okay, yeah, I okay. remember this. Yeah. This was so I never understood rooting against a kid that I grew up yeah. around. Yeah, just because he wore different clothes than the ones I was born to cheer for. It, it seemed dumb. Um, and I think the one thing that helped me out with Cyclone fans was when I was adamant about Fred Hoiberg sticking around that he was going to build a legacy and do something special and amazing. Now everything has worked out and I'm really glad that TJ's here because this is, this feels right and awesome. Um, But I think that's what kind of helped win me, win Cyclone fans over is that I wasn't a jerk except for, for one week. Out of the year. Was that the, um, well, and then the, remember the Jared Utah thing and those guys at Wide Right and Natty Light like quoted you and then that, that turned into a thing. Those whole, I don't even, I don't even, <laughs> I actually you, like, I got to meet a thing, lot of those guys. They're good guys. And they were. They, and that even got that's, taken out of context though. You were responding to a guy who was being a dick on the phone. Right. And I responded in yeah. kind, which I shouldn't have done. You were very and, sarcastic. And you and I both know, we learned these lessons. Like you shouldn't Man. ever use the radio station as a weapon. Because it is, it's a it's, fifty thousand watt howitzer, man. You could level people. It's dangerous too, especially when you're putting these guys in their twenties, like we've been, and you just don't have the scope of perspective to it's know the right way to say it. Like you don't understand the the power of it, and it takes messing up. You and I oh, have shared those stories. Absolutely, you say the wrong thing, and it gets back to the wrong person or the right whatever it is. People can make anything sound in their head the way they want it to. Yeah. Like that deal when when those guys quoted you. I mean, if you were to just read that with no context, it's like, who is this dick? <laughs> like, this guy is a total jerk. But if you were to listen to it in the way that Iowa State fan was talking on the call, and then your response, it's like, oh, yeah, Ross is fired up, but he's got a reason to And be. I remember that call. There's yeah. a few specific moments over those years that you remember, right? And I do remember that call, and I remember trying to kind of talk that guy off We the were ledge. at El Bait Shop, Yes, too. we were. And, yeah. I was tr- and I tried to respond nicely and say, hey, no, don't. And like, hey, you're, you're pushing the wrong and buttons here. And he just kept being And he kept ass. going, and that was when I went the verbal volcano on him. And yeah, and then those jerks at Wide Right Natty Light. <laughs> Aiden's a Wide Right Natty Light guy, by the way. I did get to meet most of those dudes and and loved every one of them. They really They're were good people. Hey, say fantastic. what you want about them. I don't care. What's yeah. say what yeah. you want about them? <laughs> They're your friends too. You can talk. That was pre Aiden. Aiden was in like middle school at that time. Oh, don't remind me how old I am, dude. So I'm kind of getting to that point where I'm 39, and I'm I'm about ready to cross into the dark side with you, brother. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Sipker and I were at, we were at RVTV last night in Ankeny and we were talking about the midlife crisis thing. <laughs> like when you get to 40, cause he's 
exact same age as me. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm single. I can just go out and um, he's like, you can't do that. And like, we're just kidding, obviously. But I'm like, no, it, it does hit though. Like there's this, you know what my thing is? I look around at like the Sean Roberts and Aiden and like, it's like, oh man, we're the like older guys now where so we were the, we were the, the puppies forever. Sean's older than he lets on. How old is he? I don't know. Older than he looks. He uh, acts like he's 22. Well, that's a problem. <laughs> no, that's actually a good thing. I mean it? that in a loving way. There was I was so glad that him and Heather took good. over our time slot. Here's what we're... I will tell you, dude. Heather's a good one too. You think you feel like the old guy now and you feel like like the veteran. Wait till Murph hangs it up. Wait till Heather's gone. Wait till Travis retires. Mm -hmm. And then we are the old guys on the block. But I still think we've got a good 15 years before that happens. Unless we get canceled. Well, that's that's probably more likely. You're teetering to on that line every day. <laughs> How doing radio with Travis Justice just feels like a roller coaster every morning at six uh, o'clock. Dude, you know me. It's just like doing this with you. Uh, buy the ticket, just take going the on ride. A roller coaster, yeah, man. man. Let's we're going on a ride every day. Getting out on the tightrope. Let's go do it. He, uh, I, I grew up idolizing him. He was my Keith Murphy. Isn't that wild? It is wild. He was my Keith Murphy. I watched his show. It was basically like Nebraska. They're such different off. people, but I will tell you both admirable in their own way. Yeah. Travis would hate for me to say that because Travis wants people to think the worst of him. Mm -hmm. He is a fantastic dad. He has sacrificed amazing for his children. Um, and they're all fantastic kids. Like we should all hope well, that, that one, our kids are as well adjusted as, the, as Travis's kids. The one son's a hell of a musician. Owen's doing well, doing yeah. really well. Murph, people don't. People don't. We can talk as highly about Keith Murphy as we possibly could, and it's not high enough. I would agree. It's so weird. The more you get to know about that man, the more you love him, the more you admire him. He's he's the he, he's one of the few people in my life that's the definition of admirable. I'm lucky that my dad is one of those guys. Mm -hmm. But Keith is just uh, the more you meet him and you're around him and you watch him, you're like, man, when I grow up, <laughs> when I grow up, yeah. I want to be like that. guy. I, I wake up every day like hoping that I can impact somebody the way Keith has impacted yeah. me. And, and, and I generally people. always live short of it. Chris, you know? like, multiple people. Like I saw Hassel put out a tweet the other day about he was about to get fired from TV 13. Did you see this tweet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hassel's and told that story before about how Keith gave him a pep talk. and Most, most of us have a moment like that. Mm -hmm. I was at Murph's house till about 3 o'clock in the morning recently mm -hmm. getting a pep talk, <laughs> mm -hmm. getting that life advice stuff. And it's so genuine and real and... Um, I do yeah, have I one, love that man. one bone to pick with Murph here. Oh, pick we're, away. We're presented by uh, Steeple Ridge Bourbon. The whites, if, you're, if you haven't bought it before, get the white bottle first, the white label, and then I want you to upgrade to the black label. Yes, smart move. The white label is very smooth for more of like your novice, and it's very sweet. It's... It's one of my all-time favorite whiskeys. The black label is if you have a little more experience. I, I took the black. I took the black label up to Wisconsin, and it was the, uh, it was the head turner. Oh yeah. So, but you're right. If you haven't had it yet, yeah. the white bottle. The, the white bottle is a great way to start. The white bottle would be really good, like too, if you're making like old fashions and stuff. Exactly. If you're gonna do it straight or on the rocks, do the black. So. We're at RVTV last night, and I was emceeing it for the Ankeny Prairie Trail. They had me come in. And 
you know how it is. You get with the guys and we're all in our, and we start telling stories. Oh yeah. About times from the past. Okay. When I actually told the story on two guys named Chris this week about you and that guy at the barbecue joint getting in a fight about the state fair. Yes. That was a good one. You have to go and listen to that if you haven't okay, already. I'll have to go back. I didn't hear that it's, one. It's one of our memory things where it gets foggy, especially all the beer we had drank that night or whatever. I'm pretty sure you and I got done with our show that day. Do you remember this sitting around the camper and we were drinking moonshine? We were. You yeah. were absolutely right. <laughs> Actual moonshine. It, this was it in um, Humboldt. Humboldt. Thank you. I almost said Decora, but you're, it was Humboldt. We drank moonshine with those guys. I learned about uh, uh, corn dryers. Grain, grain dryers technology. We, we went to that brewery and they gave us those giant like pint, like, yes, you know, they're yeah, like pint glasses, or whatever right, it was. Right. And then we ended up at the barbecue joint and that guy who had so, ha, hands the size of hams. Vinny. The man was massive. Vinny and then his son, Dale. Yeah, but then. And you and Dale got in a fight because Dale was conceived at the state fair. I thought it was Vinny. I thought it was no, the dad Vinny was that, I, that Vin, I was arguing with. No, you got in a fight with Dale. So I don't even remember. Because you, it was something about like who's more. No, they, no, who's they, were, more they like, were trash talking the state fair. And I remember I was because the same thing as the caller. I was like, hey, <laughs> that's my backyard. Like, I, chill. Like, yeah, well, we spend one week because uh, they camped there, right? Yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah. yeah, we camped there every year. Well, that was when it kind of turned up. I'm like, wait a minute. You guys come down there and this is like your vacation. And you're, you're trash talking your, if I went to Maui once a year and spent and then, a week there, I wouldn't be like, oh, Maui is a shithole. I'll never forget that Dale, who's a great guy. I've seen him a couple other times. Yeah, they good, are. They're yeah. wonderful people. Dale goes to you and I'm, and I'm sensing that this is not going in a great direction. Okay. And I'm like, oh, God. you saw the vein in my yeah. forehead. That Ross's was always veins <laughs> popping out. They're talking about the state fair. Good God. Where are we going here? And Vinny was, or Dale was like, I was conceived at the state that fair. That was the, I remember that, that like. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the tipping point. And then you lost your goddamn mind. <laughs> and we're like, Ross, these people are, they're, they're having us into their barbecue we were in joint. in their restaurant at like two in the morning. And Ed Wilson's like making ribs yeah, in the back. Yeah, they're totally, they're letting us, it was an awesome night. They're being super hospitable. And here is the East Sider <laughs> talking shit about the East Side. So. Uh, bring this up last night and I love Keith Murphy. I'd take a bullet for Keith Murphy. I'd do anything for the man, but the fraudulent moment in Albia with Lee Greenwood, Lee Greenwood, Lee. Can I cuss on this? Yeah, you can say whatever you want. Motherfucking motherfucking Lee Greenwood. That son of a bitch, (laughs) the fraudulent Lee Greenwood. So I, I, you know, we were having a good time. Then you had to bring up Lee fucking Greenwood. I know. I, the 4th of July used to be my favorite holiday <laughs> and now until like, I met Lee Greenwood. Lee fucking Greenwood. So we're, we're in Albia. So my all time favorite stories. I've got a, I've got a great memory too. When you're done. Okay. Well, I got a great okay. one. Okay. And Ross and I, are we just like, we love the 4th of July. That became a theme of our show. Yeah. yeah. We're very patriotic people. We, we had the, the 4th of July spectacular every year. Yeah. Extravaganza. And so we're like, man, this would be great to get, you know, the Americana, just get, get Lee on the show, talk to him about our love for the troops, you know, just the do flag. The, yeah, the flag and all that. Grifter all, and stuff. all the freedom. Yeah. We love freedom. We love, we love the United, we nobody love the red, loves, white, and the blue. Nobody loves freedom more than the fanatics. <laughs> you sound like Donald Trump. <laughs> it was no. intentional. Thank you. Glad I'm the biggest, I, I'm the biggest freedom man. Um, <laughs> 
so we talked to like the guy at the radio station in Albia and he's like, yeah. oh yeah, I got Lee's cell phone number and like I'm tight with Lee. And Lee's manager tells us to come by his bus at like two o'clock. We yep. got to go on the air at four. So we're going to record this thing. And I don't quite remember. Were we knocking on Lee Greenwood's bus? No, we pulled into that dirt parking lot. Yes. And one of his handlers or managers <laughs> or something was outside because there were a couple of guys like working on the stage and getting things ready and, you know, yeah. unfurling the flags or whatever they were doing. Nonsense. Yeah. yeah. And uh, red, white and blue. We saw one of them and we're like, hey. We pulled in in your Cyclone Fanatic trucks. I mean, we weren't random strangers. No. We were, we, and they knew we were coming. That's right. Yes. So we went up to this guy like, "Hey, we're Ross and Chris. We were hoping to get just a few minutes with Lee Greenwood." And the guy's like, mm, he right away was sketch. Right. Oh, he's yeah. like, mm. he's like, let me. I think Lee's on the bus. Let me go on the bus and like see. he doesn't know where Lee right, Greenwood exactly, is. Right, exactly. Right, like you lose Lee Greenwood. It, it's in Lee. Albia. It's Lee motherfucking Greenwood. He's, okay, I get. I got an idea. He's in the red, white, and blue bus. <laughs> I'm gonna take a gander. Yeah, that bus hits an guess. American flag. Yeah, right, that says Lee fucking Greenwood on it. <laughs> and then God bless the USA. <laughs> Wonder where Lee is. Maybe he's over there at the. I think he's under the red, white, and blue smoke. That's where he. Is. So anyway, so the guy's like, I'm going to go check on the bus. So he walks on the bus. He, the way I remember it, he wasn't on that bus for 30 seconds. No. He walked on the bus. He totally he, lied He to obviously us. like popped his head and he was like, hey, do you want to do an interview? Lee said, nope. And he walked out. He's like, hey, guys, sorry. Lee's not available. Which we're pretty sure he's like napping. He's in a dirt parking lot. Yeah. In Albia, Iowa, six hours from when stage, from when the, the flag. We're, we're literally standing beside the Freedom Rock. Yeah, right. Remember We're the, out there. The, Albia's got that beautiful yeah, and they got Veterans all the flags. Memorial thing. Right, it's right. Gorgeous, yeah. That's where it was. And, and this Lee bus just, was just sitting there. And nobody just, else around. And the guy was like super off-putting about it. Yeah. And it put a bad taste. And then we had him on the show. Do you remember that? He, he did. Came he was on. on the phone with us like the next it, year. He right? played it like Wild Rose and Lee Bull hooked us up with it. Yes. And it was a disaster of an interview. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't want to be there. We didn't want him there. Yeah. I, we were just doing a favor for the sponsor at that point. Let's be honest. Trying to help out our buddy Liebs and like then, we always did. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then um, there was another funny thing. Lee Greenwood played at like halftime of an Iowa State game at TCU one day. <laughs> And I and I'm just getting every Iowa State fan that was there is tweeting at me. Hey, Lee fucking Greenwood's on stage. We're throwing shit at him. So Keith Murphy, one of the all-time fraudulent moments, uh, and because Keith doesn't have many of them, so I got to. Uh, he stands up there, and it's this picturesque setting. It was. Like it, it was beautiful. It was. Except, because by that time, by the time he came on stage, the rain was falling. I mean, it was, it couldn't have been more yeah. picturesque. And like these, you know, the entire town of Albia is there. Yeah. There's all these flags and Keith stands up and he goes, you know, he thanks everybody for being there. And he goes, God bless RV TV. God bless the city of Albia and God bless Lee Greenwood. And he brought him onto the stage. And just it's a great intro. It's a great intro. I mean, Murph, uh, as as what if God doesn't want to bless all these as things? fraudulent as it was. <laughs> okay, and as Keith much, knew what he had done to us. Murph knew what he was doing, but but Murph still delivered. Yeah. That's what you got to respect about Murph. He did in the moment when he wanted to go. Hey, everybody, 
one of the biggest frauds you're ever going to meet, Double Lee birds. fucking Greenwood, <laughs> and drop the microphone for let, let Lee pick it up. That's what he wanted to do, but he's a professional. What's well, your memory? Uh, I, I, I don't remember which town we were in. People are going to remember this because the guy was pretty well known in his community. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wall Lake. Rockwell City. Rockwell City. That was the night that Meth Head got on TV. And we were talking about this one last night, too. Do you remember that Meth Head? Sipker kept telling her to talk to me all night. Oh, it was a lady? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember this. She got on the 10 o'clock news with Ed, and her, like, brother was a Hawk fan who hated me. (laughs) And texted, like, so she went on live TV and was like, Chris Williams is a pussy or something like that. (laughs) I don't remember this. Oh, yeah. Okay, but oh, I wish the, I remember the main that. event of this story took place at about seven o'clock at night. We were in the <laughs> RV, and again, you're kind, we're kind of at this point we're playing the role of that of that guy in Albia. We're in a way playing buffer for Murph and and Ed because people are just bombarding them, right? So they need a few minutes of break, and so they come into the RV and they sit there. Well, even there, people come up and knock on yeah, the door. Yeah, they just walk in the RV. Yeah, and and so we. The it's really su- weird. The supporting crew, I guess, yeah. is what I always considered myself a part of. Kind of play defense for them. So we're in the RV. Whole bunch of us are in there. Knock on the door, and I happen to be the one closest to the door. So I open the door, and there's this very friendly elderly gentleman. He's probably eighty, and he says, "Hey, I am uh, looking for Keith Murphy." <laughs> And I said, yeah, you bet, sir. Uh, I'll see if he's... I said, we got a lot of folks in here. I'll see if he's here. What's your name? Wait a minute. You were playing the role of that Lee Greenwood That's what guy. I just said. Oh, I said yeah, yeah, I was yeah, playing yeah, the role yeah. of that guy this in Albia. This is all, okay. Albia, okay, yeah. And he says, uh, yeah, uh, my name's Richard Balls. <laughs> now, again, we it's about 7 o'clock, so you and I had been off the air for about an hour. Had a few pops. We'd had a few beverages we went after it pretty quick when we got off the air because it's maybe even the last hour of the show for being honest probably i can say that now i don't know if you can sure (laughs) uh and i could not hold it together his name is dick balls this guy's name is dick balls yeah and I, and he's like a legend up he, there. Yeah, we, I didn't, which I didn't know. Somebody at the time. will tweet at us, be like, "Oh yeah, Dick. Oh yeah, Richard Balls. Great he guy. was an amazing guy. He, he like ran. He either was like an insurance agent or ran a car dealership, and he was a really well known and well respected guy in the community. I didn't know that. I just heard, "Hi, I'm Dick Balls," <laughs> and I turned into the into the RV. Luckily, I like held it together long enough to shut the door. But I remember turning and going, "This guy's name is Dick Balls." <laughs> And Murph, again, a consummate professional, man. Murph gets up and goes to the door and and walks outside. The anti-Lee Greenwood. Yeah, right. He walks outside, okay? And I am in hysterics. Like, I am, I can't stop laughing. And I can't stop saying the name Dick Balls over and over. I'm like, oh, my God, I Dick hope Balls. Dick's still with us. Yeah, me too. He mean hope because he made his community a better place. Seemed like an awesome guy, and yeah. I don't mean to make fun of it. Just the moment hit me. I was a little bit drunk. I was a lot goofy, and this guy said his name was Richard Balls. Hey, let's be honest. We're on these trips. We're away from our wives. Uh, you're being sophomoric anyway. Yeah, like that's what we do. Those trips are like Scott had a good idea. Sipker like that they should really do a documentary because they have all this footage yeah, over the years. You're right. So Murph, the best part of that was about. 
15 minutes later, Murph ends his conversation and he comes back to the RV. And he's like, Ross. (laughs) He's like the mayor. I had to walk that guy further and further and further away from the RV because all we could hear was from the inside of the RV, you cackling and going, his name is Dick Balls. That guy's name is Dick Balls. Oh, my God. So then, yeah, all night long, I kept saying that, and everybody would be like, oh, you met Richard. Yeah, yeah awesome you guy. Dick. You met Dick. Like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, those were some good times, man. It was such a great well, Some dude, year, I, we need to run it back and do the yeah, whole trip. Yeah, in fact, I was in... We need uh, to run it I, back. I was at Eric Zamora's wedding yesterday, so I wasn't able to get up to Ankeny for RVTV because I wanted to come up fanatics and Fanatics producer, yeah. Eric Zamora, yeah. finally tied the notch, tied the hitch. Yeah, or, tied, whatever, the, tied the Tied the knot. Tied the, the notch. notch. I don't know. It's been a long couple of weeks. Where the hell did that come from? Tied the notch. I was going for knot, and it just yeah, didn't work out for hitch. me. Something about and hitch. I haven't even had any of this wonderful steeple ridge bourbon in front of me. Mm, that sweet mash rye. I haven't. Mm. That's is that like brand new? Because man, if I'm it a, wasn't nine o'clock in the morning, I would <laughs> offer you a drink. I just feel like it's a bad. You got to go to meetings. Yeah, Cy Hawk week. Yeah, I got a big day today. Uh, another theme of our show over the years. Have you? Paid any attention to this UFO stuff with the government? You've oh, even, of course. Come on. Of course. You've been, you know me and the conspiracy theories. What do you think? I'm up on the tip. Because we, I mean, we have actual footage of real government officers. We've got this old CIA guy who claims to have seen unhuman like mm-hmm. beings. Remains, right? Or what yeah. did he say? He didn't use the word remains. I think unhuman. Is the word he... Something like that. I remember that. Non-human or something like that. We're going to have to... We'll bring you back in. I already have a couple of ghost hunters lined up for the Halloween episodes, but when we can get into this more, but I I always want to pick your brain on these because the, like, again, my my theory here is a couple things. One, the Illuminati over years has used Hollywood to like sensitize us to things yeah. that eventually or, or, or desensitize. Yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm sorry. No, no, Again, I think, I'm, I think they both apply. Yeah, yeah. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. And I just wonder, like we've had the independence days we've had, you know, yeah. th- this has been a thing. I don't necessarily know if we've got alien remains. I don't, I'm not going that far, Yeah. but we are again, Ross, this has been my point to you for 10 years. We are at the point, not all of these people are nuts, right? Not all of these videos are doctored, right? Many of them are. Yep. And some of the people are nuts. Yeah. Some of these people are crazy. Yep. Some of these people go out wanting to think that they see a UFO exactly and they right. have convinced themselves that that's what it is. 100% right. And yeah. to the, for the record, I have never seen anything like that. I've never had a personal experience. But my thought all of these years has been like, not everybody's nuts. And now we've got like the government, like having open Senate sessions about this stuff. So here's my thought on it, Chris. We are probably still as a collective in that scary, in that scary uh, area where if they came out and said there are aliens, I think people would freak out. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I still think that most people would panic just go out and buy a bunch of i don't guns. know i don't know what they do but i think people would panic i think i think a lot of people would so there we're we're probably still a good generation away from do you think like we'll eli be, and cammy would just be like ah there's aliens 
in 30 years? Uh, I don't know, man. It all depends. I mean, my daughter is locked into all this stuff. But right now, if even even as much as you've talked to them about it, if if kids knew that there were aliens, it it'd blow their minds. Would be bad. It'd be bad. So I think we're probably a couple generations I mean, away from it now. Think about it. Like we've got like we're slowly getting. We've there. got like freaking spacecraft at like Pluto, beyond Pluto now. Yeah. Like it feels like something's coming at some point. <laughs> it's a big, 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 big. And I've even learned big, big I, space out there. I've had more time. Like that summer last year, after I stopped at KXNO, like all I did was read for about three weeks. That's good for you. Yeah. Like I. I all I did and I've become much more um aware of like how vast and, and like how small we are. Did you ever watch Did I just got done fishing up in Canada? There's no better there's no better feeling for how small you are and how insignificant and how you're we make our own problems. Oh, you yeah. sit there on a rock in the middle of a lake and we watch all, the Milky Way go over your head and, and you go, Okay, I don't matter. And we all think that <laughs> every like little problem in our lives like that guy who just drove by you on the interstate doesn't give a shit oh and he's got his own you know, yeah like he's got our his problems own, are so small yeah got his whole own stuff he's dealing with yeah um did you watch i think i sent this to you the netflix the four-part deal on the chimpanzees yes i did you oh didn't my, send that to oh me but dude God. i watched that chimp empire Loved it. Loved it. So again, like it makes you, I've talked about this a couple times now. I'm so glad you've seen it because <laughs> I don't have anybody I can really talk about this thing with. I was so enamored with that. Yeah, I was too, dude. I loved it. And it's, and again, it's like, you got these whole like chimp deals going, like they don't give a shit about us. Like, you know, like, ah. isn't it fascinating that like these human beings can be there with a camera and these chimps like don't even like acknowledge them. Uh, this is, I'm glad we're talking about this because one of my fascinations with it was I wanted to almost dive into like the backstory of how long, how long does it take a Jane Goodall type of person to be, to sit there and observe before you're able to pick up because there's actually a, it's the, wild. The producer of that was on Rogan. No way. Yeah. I'll send it to you. They talked oh, for like two yes. and a half hours. Oh, I'd love to listen to that. It's fascinating. Okay. We've been there, like humans, since like 1991. No kidding. Watching this particular that, well, that's that how explains they, how where they knew that's how they had the, the background hierarchy. Okay, on all, right. all these chimps because they've been like recording it since, since 1991. Yeah, for 30 plus years now, you've been and they been, finally felt like the chimps were in good enough of a spot to have humans just around them 24 seven, where they wouldn't like kill us. And, it, and again, like, so another book I read, it's called Sapiens. Okay. You can, you should listen to it. All right. It's like, you can get it I on love Apple how You books. know me so well. Yeah. You didn't say read it. You said yeah, listen, listen to, to it. it. <laughs> I love you, brother. <laughs> I know I you're not, you. you're not going to read, gonna read it. it. I'll I, listen to it. I saw it was on the Apple books for like $4.99. So okay. you can, you can, it's cheap. And it's like the evolution of humankind. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it... And it talks about like one of the things that we always get into oftentimes in a deteriorated state, like we act the way we do. Some people are just bad people. Yeah. You know, some people are just, they're liars. They're they're Oftentimes though, like Scandinavian people will act a certain way because of their ancestors and how like they evolved. 
It, you can do it in the United States of America. Talking to strangers. Yeah. Malcolm Gladwell. He, there you he, go. he breaks that down. About, yes. Like people in Minnesota are much more peaceful than people in Alabama. And, there's and it a, has and there's to do a with very real reason for it. Yes. Yeah. And this book, Sapiens, goes all the way back to like the huh. evolution of what, <laughs> when we were chimps and like the DNA and how we broke off like and became Homo sapiens and like the chimps like stayed in there. Whatever DNA that they dude, I'm da- I'm down. I'm gonna listen to this. But when you watch this Chimp Empire show, you sit there and you go, "These are animals. These are chimpanzee." But but like how similar they are yeah. to how we act. They have a civilization. Yeah, and you've got this guy in the corner who's gonna try and backstab that guy. Yeah. This guy's trying to work his way up to the top of the food chain. Oh, this Gus was my favorite chimp. Yeah, and the whole, yeah. and he's just like chill. He just sits in the corner. He's just trying to get, he just wants people to like him. He's really kind of nice. like a safety net. When some of the chimps are falling through the cracks, he, he, and it's, he, yep, he rescues them or at least keeps the, them in the fold. These chimps will like, if they're at the bottom of the food chain, they'll like try and curry favor by like grooming the other ones. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how many times like do you see people suck up to somebody in power? That are humans. It's it's. it's the, I'm so glad because there were so many similarities. It was such a cool. Oh, thing, until just, they start to murder each other, then it's like, wild. oh yeah, yeah, people do that too. And then the, what they do to the monkeys? Oh, they're out that deal. Okay, real, we got to get going. All right. Do you have a quick thought on the game Saturday? I mean, pain. I know that you've been. In, <laughs> That's my you've been in Canada fishing. You're. Yeah. I can't see that you're really too. Uh, I did. I got to see. This. I watched the Iowa State game Sunday morning um, because we were on sound off until seven o'clock, and then I, w- I didn't leave town for Zamora's wedding till about nine thirty ten. So I woke up and watched the Cyclone game Sunday. Um, seems like Rocco Becht was the better quarterback. He seemed no a doubt. lot more comfortable, yeah. and yeah. I my my prediction really is pain. I think that the over under right now is thirty six and a half, and that's probably a pretty close number because neither one of these offenses looked like they're ready for the defenses that they're about to I see. I would agree. So we we might have a spitting image yeah, of last year's I game. I think it could be, man. This might be one of those ugly fourteen to twelve We're the weirdest rivalry. Like it's strange. And that's like one of these teams is going to play so far out of its norm. It happens almost every year that one of these teams is going to, for the season, not just from last week, a lot of times you go back and look at the year and this game is some sort of weird outlier for one of those two teams, good or bad. So whichever team decides to be have an outlier on the good side is going to win. I kind of feel like Iowa State's due to win in Ames, but my drawback as an Iowa State guy is that so often in this game, Iowa State will lose its mind and turn it over like three or four times. Yeah. And that's the difference. Yeah. And like with Becht, with no experience, Speaking I can see I, that happen. I know we have no time, but another common theme of our show over the years. Can you believe the way that Nebraska game ended? Oh, my God. It's it, like nothing had changed. It, <laughs> it was like Scott fun. Frost was coaching the team. It is deja vu all over again, man. That was wild to watch that game. When I bring you back to, we need to have a nuanced, deep conversation about Deion Sanders. Okay, because I'm a huge supporter. Yeah, I know you are. Yep. And I, I think it's really fascinating. I think that I, I, I wouldn't say I'm rooting for or against him. I'm okay. more of a wait chronicling the sport. I want to see how this works out type thing. Yeah, wait and see. Yeah. That, which is the right approach. 
Yeah. Um, he was, I had his, one of his Cowboys jerseys when I, he's a Braves guy. Yeah, that's so right. Yeah, that's why yeah, I, I liked him. That. He was my center fielder for a long yeah. time. So, by the way, best team in baseball. Oh, dude, they're so good. They're fun. Oh, man. They're Acuna, just good. They're fun. Cunha is the best Brave I've seen in my lifetime. I, that seems like a really, who's better than, like, honestly, you can do a fantasy draft, not fantasy draft. You're drafting a Braves team. Man, Chris, that's a really good. Think about that's that. That's really good, dude. I mean, you've had some really good ones over the years. I mean, there would be Chipper. Chipper would be at the top of the list for me. Andrew Jones and yep. his peak would be right there. And you hit it on the head at, at his peak. But it didn't last very long. Nope. And for the most part, he was a but he's kind of low 200s hitter. Yeah, he's a Cunha light, really, if you look at statistically. I would say any of those pitchers, I mean, but I'm talking about position guys. Going back, I loved Fred McGriff when but I was he, a kid. Yeah, but he, he was but just a guy. Yep, right. Wasn't Hall this, of Famer. Wasn't this guy. David Justice. Not this guy. No. This guy's different. You're right, man. Best brave of my life. Now, if you go a little bit back further, there'd be Dale Murphy people. Yeah, you're right. And Dale Murphy came up as a catcher and then moved to the outfield. So he was a guy that had a lot of skills. Um, So he'd be up there. And he he carried the team for a generation. So he'd be up there. But, dude, that's I'm not a saying, really good take. I like that. I, think I was thinking about it when he got to 30-60 the other night. Yeah, that's incredible. And I'm like, Jesus. like, And people run out onto the field like they do with Lionel Messi. And the crazy part about him, too, is that he wasn't a part of that World Series run because he had torn his ACL. Remember that? I did not. And you're right. He didn't play. You're right. He got hurt. Wow. Yeah, because he was on the roster. Yeah. Okay. They've they've done a tremendous job and it's really rekindled my love for baseball. These for clock you. rules because and, the Yankees sucking as bad as they have has kind of yeah turned me off this year again. So baseball is a regional sport. You better hope your team's in there, right? You know, but I do think these clock rules have been great. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got a lot. We we I knew back that this, time, I knew that this wouldn't be enough time. Yeah, That's love good. you. Happy to be here. Love you too, brother. Steeple Ridge, baby. Pick some of this up for your tailgates coming up this weekend. He is Ross Peterson. It's been fun to reunite. We will do this again more often. Happy to, buddy. Planning on it. Aiden Wyatt with the production. CW Pod will be back next week here. Jacqueline gets no love. Well, she's just kind of sitting in the corner. Jacqueline Cordova is here, too. She's she's working on other stuff. Okay. We'll we'll be back next week here on Iowa Everywhere. Iowa Everywhere.